Welcome to the lab floor. Now, this is your first time in a monster world. There are a few things you should know. Like if I said, you stink to that guy, it would be a compliment. Your attention, please. All passengers, stand by to board. Board? With a voice from every country, a face from every land, we'll celebrate the future, hand in hand. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, could I have your attention, please? Um, excuse me, uh, um... Quiet! Well, you, you gotta project from the diaphragm. W-D-W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 688, and together, as we have been since 2005, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video, events, blog, and so much more. Please be sure to join the community, subscribe to the show, and find everything else at www.radio.com. So I invite you to please join me at the table this week as we review one of Walt Disney World's newest restaurants, Amare, at the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve. This casual, table-service restaurant serves a fresh Mediterranean cuisine for breakfast and dinner, so pull up a chair with us and see if it lives up to its name, which means to love. Then stay tuned for our Disney trivia question of the week where you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package and more updates and your voicemails at the end of the show if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. In November 2021, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin welcomed the newest addition to their family with the opening of the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve, a new 14-story hotel featuring about 350 guest rooms, including 151 suites with incredible floor-to-ceiling views of the resort, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Disney's Boardwalk. Check my Instagram stories and reels for some photos and some videos. And as part of the opening of the reserve, it includes multiple experiences inside in terms of dining. There is a quick service coffee bar, an outdoor pool bar, which we had lunch in earlier today. There is a bar inside the lobby and Amare is the new sort of signature dining experience that we're about to experience for the first time and for my son's pre-birthday dinner. Uh, so I am joined once again by my family, including the birthday boy himself, Nicholas. These dumplings look really good. <laughs> Marion. Hello. And Deanna. Good evening. So first things first, uh, quick thoughts on the Swan Reserve. This is your first time visiting. We are staying here as guests of the Swan Reserve tonight. What were your first impressions when you, when you first came in, saw the rooms, saw the lobby, and saw the pool? 
It's very, very pretty. It's different than the other two Swan and Dolphin hotels, but it's very elegant. It's very nice, minimalistic. I really enjoy the decor. I thought it was super cool. Very modern. Even the rooms, you could see um, there's just a lot of new renovations and new touches that they've added that have made you know, that modern feel. They have super interesting decor in the rooms. And there's, there's these like abstract bird swimmer vibe going on. Very cool. I was completely wowed. Uh, the room is absolutely beautiful. The color palette is very calming. And, of course, they have the amazing, comfortable beds. So I'm looking so forward to sleeping those tonight. So it, it's really, really pretty. This is my first time back before since the media preview when the resort hadn't quite opened yet. I really, really, really love the vibe in this resort. Uh, everything, the lobby is on the third floor I love the color scheme, the um, the light blues and the light woods. It's very bright and it's open. I love the, the floor to ceiling windows throughout the pool area. It's nice and it's small and it's intimate, but there's still a lot of space. There's cabanas, there's water features, and the pool bar next door had amazing food this afternoon. But again, Tonight, we are going to experience Mare for the first time. I will take you through the menu. I'll also post photos of the menu in the show notes. There's about seven different appetizers, including hearth-fired tiger prawns, char-grilled peppered crostino, fried calamari, polpetti, which are uh, tomato-braised lamb and beef meatballs, charred octopus, a niçoise salad with tuna, and Mediterranean dips, which are highlighted not just on the menu, but I think that was the first thing you all gravitated towards. There are three different salads. There's a Tarpon Springs Greek salad, Taverna salad, and an Amare salad. The salads come in between $13 and $15. The appetizers range from about $13 to $19. There's seven different entrees. A sea bass al cartoccio with two fillets of sustainable striped sea bass in a parchment paper pouch with thyme, garlic, wilted greens, tomatoes, and heirloom potatoes, a romesco chicken, grilled mahi-mahi, Bistetta al Fiorentina, which is a grilled and roasted Angus beef porterhouse with pearl onions, carrots, rosemary potatoes, and veal jus. A tonorale al Vagnoli, a house-made tonorale pasta with steamed baby clams, roasted tomato sauce, Calabrian chiles, and guanchile. Uh, handmade Monte dumplings, which are barat spice lamb-filled dumplings from a beloved family recipe. A rosemary grilled beef tenderloin and grilled souvlaki, uh, your choice of two Grilled tender chicken, Angus beef skewers with crispy potatoes, tabula, pesto, hummus, and warm pita bread. These all range from about $27 with the uh, rosemary grilled beef tenderloin coming in at $65. There's also four different flatbreads. We actually had flatbreads today at lunch out by the pool, which I have to imagine are the same because the three of these four are offered outside. There's an amare with leek potatoes, lard and roasted black peppers, and gruyere cheese a margarita, a vegetable, and a supersada pizza with supersad red onion, uh, mozzarella cheese, and Sam Marzano tomatoes. These come in between $17 and $19. I know you are all hungry because you are my family. And uh, ladies first, is there anything that sort of jumped out at you on the menu? Appetizer, salads, entrees, or flatbreads? So one of my favorite fishes is sea bass. So whenever I see that on the menu, I have to definitely try it. It sounds delicious. Um, as Lou said, it's in a parchment paper and it has thyme and garlic. So I'm excited. I'm going to try that. 
Um, I've been looking at the salads because I'm honestly still a little bit full from lunch, but I also think the grilled souvlaki looks really yummy. Thinking about that. I was going to also say the grilled souvlaki looks really, really good, but those handmade dumplings look really, really good as well. Yeah, I went right to the dumplings as well. So we'll have to sort of mix things up a little bit and maybe start off with the dips and, and maybe the braised lamb and, meatball, and beef meatballs as well. Um, this way we can try a little bit of everything on the menu. And Kathleen is our server this evening. Her passion is travel. I love the fact that the Swan and Dolphin has that on all of your name tags. Kathleen, can you tell us maybe a couple of your favorite or chef-recommended or most popular dishes? Absolutely. We'll start with appetizers. The charred octopus is outrageous. It is cooked sous vide, slowly roasted in its own juices, so it's incredibly tender um, and flavorful. And then they char it. People rave about this dish. Everyone asks Chef for the uh, recipe. So two thumbs up on that. Um, I love the popetti as well. They're um, meatballs, both lamb and beef. They're served over top of um, some diced potatoes with the marinara sauce. They are delicious as well. Um, over to the entrees. The most popular, what we're definitely known for, are the grilled savaki. They're skewers of marinated beef or chicken. They're served with house-made pita, um, some tabbouleh, uh, hummus that has harissa in it, so it has a nice kick to it, uh, cucumbers with a yogurt sauce, really flavorful and delicious. Now you can get chicken, beef, or a combination of both. But my absolute favorite, and people just go nuts once they have it, is the sea bass. It's striped bass. It's two five-ounce fillets, and it's served with kale, diced potatoes. There's um, olives, tomatoes, white wine, sliced lemon, all wrapped up in parchment paper and baked, so it steams beautifully together. It is a phenomenal dish. Um, And to round that out, flatbreads. Our flatbreads are becoming legendary. People from New York are saying they like them better than their pizzas back home. We have a brick oven. Um, They are a thin crust, hand-tossed, homemade dough um, that is just phenomenal. So we had a margarita pizza outside at Tangerine for lunch. Is it from the same oven? Um, Our kitchen here cooks for both Tangerine, Stir, in-room dining, and our restaurant. So, yes, it is absolutely amazing. So those are my recommendations off the menu. Do you have any questions? Ladies, are you ready? I think I already know what she was. Deanna was nodding as you were saying it because you confirmed what I know she was going to get. She's going with the sea bass. Marion? Oh, Marion's not sure yet. Nicholas? I know what you want, Nicholas. You want the dumplings. Get I don't know. Get the dumplings. Oh, Nicholas wants the dumplings. I'm the dumplings. <laughs> they are delicious. Um, there's nine to 11 dumplings. They're about the size of a quarter. They're more like ravioli than a dumpling, um, per se. Uh, the eggplant is a mousse. There's a little yogurt sauce on the dish, a sprinkling of um, multicolored cauliflower. It is an extremely flavorful dish. Um, it's rather small. That sounds perfect. Okay. And that's fine. So that sounds great. I got ahead of myself. We're also going to start with the Mediterranean dips, please. Okay. And the polpetti. And to give Marinette a second or two, I'm, since you're going to get the dumplings, you're going to get the sea bass, I'm hoping Marinette's going to get the souvlaki. Sure. Marinette, yes. Okay, Marinette's going to get the souvlaki. Chicken. 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 Or you can have a combination. Chicken's perfect. Thank you. And 
I'm going to have and we'll all share the super sada. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. Absolutely my favorite. Um, here is my one question for you, though. The um, polpetti, there's three meatballs. Do you want me to add a meatball so you each get one? Yes, please. Perfect. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. So we just practically inhaled our appetizers. Start with the, with the Mediterranean dips. There's a red pepper dip, a garlic yogurt dip, and a mint chamula dip with strips of pita, which are all delicious. But those meatballs, those little polpetti, are outstanding. You just said you're not a lamb person because it's made with lamb and beef. You very much taste the lamb in it, but the consistency, and she said, it's actually the head chef's grandmother's recipe. So you love the fact that there's a little bit of um, heritage and sort of family in there. What I love too, there's um, little bits of potatoes and there's like pine nuts in the sauce as well. So the so I'm a sauce connoisseur because, <laughs> sauce, sorry, <laughs> sorry, because I like a really good sauce and it's not overpowering. The, there's, a, there's a lot of basil in it and the, as, as Lou said, the lamb is not heavy in the meatballs. It actually isn't over, overpowering at all, and this, the sauce complements it so much. More importantly, you take some of this crusty, bread. thinly sliced bread that's on the table, and you dip it in the sauce. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I really, really like that. And I also enjoy a sauce that you can pick up with a fork, and it's actually thick. She's a sauce connoisseur, kids, just in case you didn't. <laughs> Put that on your resume. <laughs> All right, so let's do a little quick dish-by-dish dish recap. I'll start first. I have the Supersad pizza, which has about eight slices in it. I really like it because it's that nice thin crust, just like the margarita pizza you had outside. It has little pieces of the Supersada, almost sort of quarter size sliced pieces along with red onions, the torn mozzarella cheese, and the San Marzano tomatoes. So it's a more um, sort of richer sort of tomato, but really, really nice, super shareable. We only ate really about half of it, so it's a nice thing to sort of take back up to your room, which has a microwave, by the way. Nicholas, you had the Monty dumplings, the spiced lamb-filled dumplings, uh, again, from a family recipe with cauliflower, roasted eggplant, and the yogurt sauce. Again, she, like she said, it's less like it's a traditional like Chinese dumpling as it is like a very small fried ravioli. It is very much just like a ravioli, and it, all the dump like all the dumplings have a really intense lamb flavor, which a lot of people may like. And I'm just like not the biggest fan of, but I feel like a lot of people would like this dish. And the roasted eggplant and the little bit of yogurt sauce complements the ravioli as well, but. If you're not a big lamb person, not for you. Yeah, so I like lamb, so I really enjoy those. Um, they're small. You get maybe about a dozen or so in there. I, like, I really enjoy that. And again, I, I know like lamb, like certain other things, is not for everybody. Marion, you had the two grilled chicken souvlaki with the crispy potatoes, tabula, pesta, the hummus, the hummus, and what you are claiming to be is some of the best pita that you've ever had. Yeah, so the chicken was super tender. It came on these skewers with this, um, like, green sauce, kind of similar to the one that comes in the dip, the Mediterranean dips. Um, it was super juicy, super tender, really good. And I don't, I don't eat meat all that often, um, but I still really, you know, I really enjoyed it. It comes with hummus, which is spicy, um, and then this cucumber yogurt situation, which, which kind of 
cooled that down a little. Um, and the couscous was really good. It was like also served underneath the skewers. But in my opinion, the star of the show was the pita. They give you three really nice sized pieces of this fresh pita. And it was amazing. I ate almost all of it. Um, and that's a lot of pita. And then on top, there's this like crispy shoestring potato situation. Um, those were also really good. And it seems like the star of the show really was what our server highly suggested, which was the sea bass al cartoccio, which are two fillets of sustainable striped sea bass served in parchment paper with thyme, garlic, wilted greens, tomatoes, and heirloom potatoes. And the presentation was beautiful because it does come wrapped in this parchment paper, almost looking like a very large dumpling that took up half the plate. She cut it open and inside was this incredibly moist, incredibly flaky. I mean, I was able to smell it from here. Uh, two very large pieces of sea bass. So the presentation was just amazing. When she did cut it open, um, it actually looks like a large, it looks like a calzone. And the steam was, um, it was very, uh, an extremely flavorful dish. It had purple potatoes, onions, kale, olives, um, roasted tomatoes on top, but the sea bass was, was cooked perfectly. It wasn't overcooked at all. Very light, very flaky, and it was seasoned amazing. And what's nice about sea bass is that it's not a very fishy fish at all. So Nicholas had some, Marion had some. We all agreed. We really enjoyed it. Um, really, really impressed. Obviously, you can tell just by us going through the menu, very heavily Mediterranean-inspired menu. But nothing in here was really heavy at all. Everything that we had was really light. Like, we ate a lot, and I feel very full, but I don't feel like I've overindulged, although... You know, I'm not a sweets guy, but we, of course, have to see what's on the dessert menu. Before we get to dessert, I want to quickly mention that there is a very extensive wine, bar, and cocktail menu. It's about nine pages long. It also includes five to four different wine flights, including a tour of the Mediterranean, a white wine Mediterranean excursion, a red wine voyage, and a journey through Greece. There's also a pride of Mediterranean section, wines by the glass, old world whites, new world whites, Old World and New World Reds, and a number of different specialty cocktails as well. And moving on to dessert menu, there are five different desserts as well as a number of dessert wines and ports and cognacs and etc. There's an, there's an Amaro-flavored Socolatina, which is a layered flourless chocolate sponge cake with dark chocolate mousse and a chocolate sauce, a handmade cannoli, pistachio corallian, which is a baked crispy sweetened filo dough with Sicilian pistachio, organic gallberry honey syrup, and sour amarena cherries, a Greek yogurt cheesecake, and a Calabrian walnut cake. The first thing that popped into your guys' minds and soon-to-be mouths is the cannoli. Anything else tickling your fancy? I'm interested in trying something different. Maybe the pistachio or the Calabrian walnut cake. <laughs> what is... Oh my lord. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> is this the most beautiful cake I've ever seen? It is the most beautiful cake I've ever seen. Absolutely. This. Wow. I brought a candle so we can put it on the front. I am it. So wait a minute. This is obviously clearly Nicholas is speechless. They just brought over. I'll take a picture. They brought over. I can't call it a Thor, ca- thing, a Thor thing. 
It's a, but no, it is probably a oh eight God. inch tall <laughs> uh, cylindrical layer cake covered in black fondant with a red fondant cake and a stormbreaker. It's Thor with a stormbreaker on top. Oh, I am, I, this, I will take extensive. This is jaw dropping. This is done by your pastry chef here? It's done here. This is done by our pastry chef. This oh, is insane. Wow. Goodness. We need to meet. So let's just explain what happened. We were going to the dessert menu, about to order dessert, and our server walks over with this eight inch tall fondant covered Thor themed cake with what is we have come to find a dark chocolate stormbreaker stuck in the top. I wish I could say that I planned this and I ordered it. I didn't. I had happened to mention that it was Nicholas's birthday tomorrow. However, we did find out that they do have a pastry chef and team and they will actually be able to custom make cakes for any guest, not just for weddings. So if you say that your son, your husband, your daughter is a Marvel fan, a princess fan, a theme park, they will custom design and make, this is incredible. Nicholas, you were blown away, you were speechless. The center of the cake is filled with Reese's peanut butter cups. It's really good. So it doesn't only look good, but it tastes good as well. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So we might not end up ordering dessert because this cake could feed probably eight people. easily eight people. It's huge. You know, it's one thing when a cake looks good. Like oftentimes wedding cakes will look really beautiful or themed cakes. Like, like this doesn't just... did the wood. They even did the wood yeah. to like yeah. look like wood. The cake is delicious. delicious. Like it's a rich chocolate with peanut butter and peanut butter cups inside. This is cake is out. You know, of course, I'm not a sweets guy, but. Right. There's actually something like a crisp in it, like almost like a yeah, crunch. Yeah, it's like a, almost similar to like the Carvel yeah, crispy, crispy chocolate, chocolate pieces. That's like what it is. Reese's mm. peanut butter cups inside. Yeah, this is delicious. This is absolutely delicious. So I'll have to come back just to try the, des the desserts at Amari. But you want to talk about doing something special for a birthday or an anniversary? I mean, you literally heard the surprise as it happened. This is really, really an impressive the way. Really the cake is delicious. So, the cake is really, really good. And you know what? The fondant is even delicious. I don't know if you've tasted fondant on a beautiful cake. Mm. Usually the flavor is terrible and the texture is I just got some of that peanut butter. Wow, yeah, that's okay. really good. That's nice. So after an overwhelmingly delicious and surprising dessert, it's an amazing way to end a wonderfully unexpected and delicious meal. Just very quickly around the horn, quick thoughts on Amare, the atmosphere, the open kitchen, the food, our amazing server. Everything was outstanding tonight. Every single aspect from like the decor inside the restaurant to the food to the amazing ending. Everything was great. Yeah, I have to say one word I would use to describe it is like very unexpected. Um, 
when we came, there were not honestly a lot of people. We were the only people. He, I mean, granted, we did come very early, um, but everything was great. the The service was amazing. The food was really, really tasty, and the cake was obviously super unexpected, but super. You know, it, it was insane. It was probably one of the best cakes I've ever had, visually, and it tasted amazing. On top of the food and the service being amazing, the atmosphere was great. But most importantly, the people. So thank you. It was a great night. Yeah, I'm really, really, really impressed with the quality of food, the variety of food. I love the Mediterranean flavors. Again, having the open kitchen, you know everything is super fresh. The service has been outstanding, which is really in keeping with what you find in everywhere in the Swan and Dolphin Resorts. Is Amare a destination dining experience? Even if you're not staying here, I think so. I think you'll be very, very pleasantly surprised. And hopefully you'll want to come and stay for a night, a staycation, or on your next trip to Walt Disney World. So thank you guys so very much. Thank you very much. You are outstanding. We really appreciate it. This was wonderful. Thank you so much. Time for our Disney trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see, hear, remember, or even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. Because as part of the WW Radio Nation family, you continue to help bring every episode of WW Radio Life, every podcast, Every live broadcast is thanks to, because of, by, for, and because of you. Find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month. Get cool exclusive rewards every month like monthly scavenger hunts, group video calls, access to our private group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages, and more. And by doing so, you also help our Dream Team project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America thanks to you. We've raised more than half a million dollars to help send kids and their families with life-threatening illnesses to Walt Disney World. It is by far the most important part of what I and we as a community do, and I am so incredibly grateful for your love and friendship and support and help, and I love being able to give back to you every month as well. I want to thank some new and longtime members of the Nation family, including... Steve Haynes, Patrick Alcasid, Jay Flynn, Marty Raimondo, and D Stone. If you want to find out how you can help the show and be part of the Nation family, you can visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we shared some of the things that we learned and love about the Disney Wish, including some of the fun waters-based experiences at sea. And on the Wish, we have the brand new Aquamouse, which is the first attraction at sea. But I asked you to tell me what the names are of the other family-friendly water-based thrill rides on the other ships. Now, I didn't mean the ones for the little cruisers. I mean the family slides, etc. First, thanks to so many of you entered, got this one correct, and knew that we were looking for the Aqueduct on the Dream and the Fantasy, the Aqueduct on the Magic, the Twist and Spout on the Wonder, and of course the Aquamouse on the Wish. And last week, you were playing for a special prize package because thanks to our friends over at Dizplate, at Dizplate.com, they're going to give the winner their choice of any of the literal millions of Dizplates 
that are available. They are these high quality prints on metal, which are not only gorgeous, but very easy to hang, easy to swap out, and they've got beautiful designs. I've got Star Wars and Marvel and Netflix. You can go to www.com slash Dizplate, see some that I have put together in my favorite collection. And if you didn't win, but want to order a Dizplate of your own, if you use www.com slash Dizplate, D-I-S-P-L-A-T-E, and use code WDWRadio at checkout, you get my special discount, which is 25% off your first two displates and 29% off three or more. And look, because I love the positive impact that companies like Displate have, don't forget that with every print you purchase, Displate plants one little baby tree. And to date, they've planted more than 17 million ago. Again, go to www.com slash Displate. And the winner of last week's trivia contest who can choose a Displate of their own is... Dramatic pause... Tim Hess. So, Tim, congratulations. Please go to www.radio.com slash displate. Pick out the displate of your choice. I will send that out to them, and they will package that up and get it right out to you. Thank you so much for playing last week. But if you played and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So it is the middle of August, which means that it is, of course, incredibly hot and humid in Walt Disney World. It also means that Halloween is in full force and effect. And Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party started just a few days ago. I'm actually going this week. I'll be live on Instagram on Tuesday night on Instagram Live and on my Instagram stories. But your question this week is to tell me, in what year did Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party first debut in Walt Disney World, what year was the first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? And by the way, whether you're coming this year or you've never been before or you're looking forward to your first, if you go back and listen to show 606, I have not only the answer to this week's trivia contest question, but the entire history of Halloween as a whole in the Disney parks. It is a fun fascinating story about how and where Halloween has been celebrated throughout the Disney parks, not just in Walt Disney World, but worldwide. So the contest runs until Sunday, August 21st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the entry form there, and this week you're going to play for a mystery prize, which may include some cool WW Radio swag and maybe a mystery or two. So good luck, happy Halloween, and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Let me know, have you ever been to Amare or even the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve? If not, trust me, you need to go and check both of them out. Come be part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also connect with me elsewhere on social. I'm at Lou Mangello on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Please also make sure to like and turn on notifications on the WW Radio page on Facebook so you don't miss a thing, including live broadcasts when I'm out and about in the parks and elsewhere. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail. Be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WW1 with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. Stay tuned for details about our next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World and other special events we'll be doing in the parks, on the road, and at sea by going to www.radio.com slash events. I would love to have the opportunity to meet or see you again, say hi, share stories, and thank you in person. 
Speaking of events and in person, tickets for my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World October 22nd and 23rd are on sale. We are now about 70% sold out. And stay tuned because in the next few days, I'm going to release a little bit of detail about some of the speakers and sessions coming, including a bit of a surprise that I'm incredibly excited to share with you. To learn more and get your ticket, visit lumangelo.com slash momentum. But don't forget that I have a special discount, $100 off code just for you to thank you for listening to the show. When you check out, use code podcast100, all one word, to save $100 off your workshop ticket. If you want to learn, share, network, and grow and build your business and brand, I promise Momentum is for you. Again, to learn more, visit lumangelo.com slash momentum. And while you're on the interwebs, you can go and check out mousefantravel.com for all your vacation planning needs. Becky and her team of incredible travel advisors can help you not only plan to visit any Disney destination, but anywhere in the world at the best possible prices with all available discounts, most importantly, with incredible levels of personal service. Finally, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell a friend in person or by sharing a link to this or one of your favorite episodes or just the show in general on social. Please tag me at Lou Mangiello. I'll reshare it for you. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate the show if you listen in Spotify or to rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. It is incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Kelly C. who says, I've been listening since the Mouse Tunes days, wow, back in 2005. I try never to miss an episode. It's funny, informative, and all things Disney. Keep up the amazing work, Lou. And Nand Poiret from Switzerland, God, I love that, says every Disney fan should download this podcast. It is the best podcast about Walt Disney World. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Nans. And thank you. Um, yes, I'm talking directly to you. Thank you so much for the gift you give me of your time and your friendship. My single goal with this show has always been and will continue to be not just to help enhance your enjoyment and appreciation of the parks and the movies, but... I wanted to just make you and your day happier and maybe even inspire you to be better, to be positive, and to spread that positivity to others, to choose the good, and more importantly, be the good. Be that positive light that you want to see in the world. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm grateful to and for you and hope that this truly is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. Hey Lou, this is Danny in Mesa, Arizona, and I just listened to, well, I should say re-listened to, one of the top 10 countries that should be added to the World Showcase, and I had an idea last time I was at Food and Wine Festival last year that there should be at least a booth for Genovia, where everything's like Genovian pear, um, kind of like the popcorn that they had in the second Princess Diaries, and I don't know, pair little slushy cocktails, something, because those are the best movies ever. And also today I just realized is the 21st anniversary of the first movie, so I feel like at least at Food and Wine Festival there should be something to uh, honor Genovia, because that would also be something only found in Disney. Um, but thanks so much. Also just listen to the episode released this week about The Wish, and really makes me want to book a ticket tomorrow. Uh, hope you're well, and hope the rest of the WDW nation is doing great. Take care. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Joe from Orange Park, Florida. I just got done listening to episode 442 of Extinct Disney Things, 
And before I give you my two cents, I just want to point out two awesome things in the show. Uh, one, the Illuminations Parade, my favorite. I'm sorry, the um, Tapestry Parade was my absolute favorite. I had the quote they have from Walt Disney memorized. Walt Disney once said, the era we're living in is the most extraordinary the world has ever seen. The human species is still reaching for the stars. Today, we are the shapers of the world of tomorrow. And often, we can't explain what we see, but the age, the era we are living in today is a dream coming true. I love that quote. And then second was <clears throat> the, uh, oh, gosh, what was it? You just mentioned it. All right, we'll skip it. Sorry. Uh, but my two cents was I'll satisfy your spot for food, and how could you guys forget the burgers from Pico's Bills? Uh, they changed the menu some years back, and I was very shocked because it was my first time back after a couple years. That was honestly heartbroken. Growing up, that was our lunch spot when we visited Magic Kingdom. We'd go to Pico Bills, get the burgers, and then we'd use their awesome fixing bar. I mean, if I remember correctly, they had mushrooms and onions, and uh, I miss it so much. And now it's uh, like almost like um, – Southwestern, I think, that has, like, tacos or uh, uh, taco salads and stuff. So, yep, that was mine. Uh, I There's your food for you, and uh, keep up the awesome shows. I love listening to them. You have a good one.